Hey, yo, friends, good to see you. Today we are talking about, oh, I don't know. I just get right into it. Just all about community and inspiration and the importance of physically connecting with people that we haven't already connected with. And kind of towards the end, I try to hold off my real beliefs on this topic, but like the women have traditionally been the the community builders. Like, they know how to do this. It is built into our DNA. They know how to welcome and, 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 and create space for each other to exist. I think it's one of the most empowering and empowering impactful parts of the work that I'm blessed enough to do is just to watch women, women, and and not all women are capable and, and right in that mindset of like, we are just going to support and build each other up. Um, but I think from what I see, the majority are, and it's a beautiful thing. And I think the result of that is me finding ways to apply that skill set to communities that are suffering or 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 going to not exist pretty quickly um and find a way for those women that are naturally gifted with this to come in and connect and collaborate and rebuild what once was here and i think the trends are leaning to people wanting to have more of those experiences so i truly believe that the sooner that we do this for our state for our communities that are within this state the better our state will be because people want what we have and if we nail that experience they will be coming in troves and maybe not to move here, right? Because everybody would be like, don't make us a big city. We don't want that. Keep them out. No, no, no. We ha- What we have here is perfect. Like it is, but it isn't. And I'm not talking about people moving here. I'm talking about their tax dollars coming here so we can make what we have even better. You get me? You feel that? The economic impact of tourists is huge and can literally make your community thrive, build, grow? Do you want all your friends who are teachers to have even higher paying teaching jobs? Because guess what? When people are paid well, they do their job well a lot and they're happier and they work even harder than they already are and they're working for nothing. And I think they deserve everything, right? Like that's that's where we want that money to go that's absolutely where it it goes parts of it right we have more beautiful parks and and places to exist and all the things and so let's go let's do it okay let's go (laughs) hey you're on this journey on this season five vibe and everything season five as I'm forecasting what it will look like is all about settling into the being, the knowing, transitioning from believing to knowing and fine tune correcting what that looks like and just living. And we started out this show 
You know, really thinking that this was going to happen overnight. And one of my greatest accomplishments of all of this will be just continuing on and showing an example, a real life example of what it looks like to turn your life around. And so if you're just happening upon this show in season five, you should know there are four other seasons that have followed me on this journey this journey of turning my life around, this journey of finally getting to this place where I wasn't angry and spiteful and hateful and ego-driven. It really follows all of that. So you can go back to the start. What I will caution you is that it is unedited and pure and raw. And I was still very much in that ego hate phase of my life. And it's all lived out loud. And this whole journey has been lived out loud in truth. So you will hear me venturing into businesses that if you follow the link that I am promising you will be there, you will end up lost. You are not going to get there. Just know that. Um, But it's... It's all about that journey. It was real. It was real right then. That business I was developing, that program, that course, that whatever. It was real and this is all real. This is me living my life out loud. So we can all do our dreams. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And I'm your host, Tana Nuss, and I'm coming to you from a weird room in my bedroom. That's, or no, weird room in my house because my house is an older house. <laughs> it has a lot of weird pitches and sort of rooms that don't really make sense for anything. And the result of that is a podcast studio. Interestingly enough, who would have thunk? And I guarantee no person that built this house back in the 1900s thought one day this will be a studio where people can broadcast their voice to millions of people all over the world. That's what this weird room without any actual size for purpose. It's a great size for an office. I think you could probably fit a single bed in here if we wanted to be real aggressive about it. It was a great nursery, but um, could have been used for other things. Just wasn't. Doesn't really make sense for much other than this. And it proclaims what I have known to be the Iowa entrepreneur. People in, I don't know, warm places where you might not die outside a portion of the year. Um, They build businesses inside of garages, right? And that's the sensible place because if you're really building something it's and it's in your house, it's going to take over the entire house, the entire room. It will take over the entire basement. It will take over your entire life. And so if you're not doing that in a space where you can just like turn it off at night, it begins to become overwhelming and it begins to become something that you cannot turn off even if you want to because it's everywhere. And that's typical of a business. And what I know to be true of 
Iowa entrepreneurs is that we can't build in our garages. And so our businesses tend to overtake our lives and our homes. And I have met with enough entrepreneurs to know this to be true. And I like to say that Iowa businesses are built different because we would die if we tried to build it like Silicon Valley, right? Like we can't survive a winter <laughs> trying to build a business in our garage. It's not possible. Maybe for nicer garages it is, and I don't have that, but right? Like it's just a funny little joke. Iowa businesses have to be built different. They have to be built in homes, in basements, in places where most things don't have to be built. And that means that we face different challenges, right? That's just what it means. We're not the same and we don't have to be. And I'm here to encourage that we actually aren't. But one of the main things that has changed in Iowa as of late is that the infrastructure is being built so that we can tap into the same things that the rest of the country can tap into, which means the time to build a business is now the time to do your dreams is now because now the playing field has leveled. We have access to the same tools that everyone else does. And what I'm wor working to build are the same opportunities that other places have. Like there is no reason that an industry does not exist here. And the things that other places have could not exist here. And I'm working to build those things. And does it have to be built different? Absolutely. We don't need every single entrepreneur to own their own podcast studio in their homes. We don't need every single entrepreneur to own their own commercial kitchens, right? But we understand that that might be a quality, something that they have to possess in order to get their dream off the ground. And so I'm looking at the infrastructure that's being built here and the things that we need to start building so that everyone can benefit for their business, for their brand, for what they're trying to build. And so we will see local start to head in that direction so that we can encourage and inspire entrepreneurship to happen back in these small towns where we so desperately need them. And I don't know, I'm going to be early on the curve in this one, but I truly believe that in this tech-filled world where cars are bumper to bumper. And now that people are being able to kind of tap out of those worlds where they have a little extra time to explore, to, to realize that there's more to life than this anxious ridden commute to an office, to, you know, the, the cement filled jungles that we live in, which there are amazing things that happen there too. But like, what else does the world look like? I have to wonder. And when I sit down and I watch these Hallmark films, what is so amazing about them? Well, it's this community, this, this group of people who care about you, right? Like, yeah, everything else, we're falling in love and we find the dream job and we get to open the bookstore, but like, it's the community element of that. And that is what small Iowa communities used to have and still do have. We have amazing people who care deeply. And the problem is the way that those amazing caring individuals used to connect to their community don't really exist anymore. We aren't seeing people experience community the same way that they used to. And so it has to look different. And I believe that establishing a hmm, 
organic place where people can exist in these small communities is really important. And you say, well, we have community centers, we have all these things, and we do, but the old way of existing in those places just isn't attracting the people who are moving to these communities. And so they're sort of sitting on an island until they have a reason to participate in the community. And we're saying, let's not wait for a reason. Let's create the reason. Let's create a way to exist in more places than just right the downtown tavern. Where else can we exist? How else can we create networks? And that's what we're locals working to do. That's what I'm working to do. Like, come on, let's, let's find other things to do here in these places. We have to create that. We have to make that exist. And I want to be surrounded by people who have dreams and goals and, and love life and they're going after things. And I want to be a part of the journey, cheering them on. And I want to be surrounded by people like that because I've been surrounded by the opposite the people who hate their life, the people who, who, who woe is me, everything's bad. Like, I don't, nah, I don't want to be around those people anymore. I don't want to be that person anymore. And those two people exist in very different places. And there's a place for one. And I would say that's the common core, right? Like, they know where to exist. And there are many groups of those people and places everywhere. Yay! This other group. Where do we exist? Like, we have to go run off to a conference a million miles away to find these people? No, those people are here. We just don't have a way for them to community. So I am plum obsessed with creating more communities for dreamers in small towns than ever before as a big dreamer in a small situation, like it's vital because I'm not the only one. I know it, but we have to stop, stop leaving and dreaming with other people and coming back and then looking around and not raising one another up because we were weirded out. And I get it. Like I was weirded out too. Who do I talk to this about? And when I do, people just kind of look at me funny and so I don't know who to relate to. I don't know who to talk to. That really was the inspiration for this podcast was like, I don't know who to talk to about this. And I don't really have anyone to talk to about this, like long enough for me to actually get somewhere. And so maybe this could be a place for other people looking for that guidance and conversation and continued question. Like this is just about curiosity. I don't know how to fix myself, but this is... I'm going to keep talking about it. I'm going to keep trying to figure it out. I'm going to keep following where my feet lead me. And it has led me to some amazing places. And at this point, that curiosity, that willingness to continue showing up, asking the question, how do I fix this? How do I feel better? Has created more peace in my life than I have ever experienced in my whole existence. Just in the last year, the amount of times that I smile and feel completely at peace is continued inspiration to keep going and to even just continue leading in that way. Like, what are the things 
that I did to get started and come back and, and teach on that stuff. And my great thing today, because usually that's how we start every show, is by grounding ourselves in our greatness and having that conversation about something that we felt great about, which I did not do in my class yesterday, but I will do in my next class because we're learning here. Um, <laughs> but my great thing was I sort of this year feels like just the really practice of what I've been saying I was going to do. Like I said, I was going to write books. I said I was going to build this life-changing empire. And that does not happen by just sitting there and hoping that someone notices that I'm doing all of this work. And I think yesterday was a great realization of like, I know, right? Like every single day in my shop, probably, no, I would say at least once a week, someone comes in that says, I just kept seeing it and I finally had to get here. I just kept seeing it, right? And I'm like, hey, hey, we wore you down. Yeah, yeah. But then I think, yeah, like I have this podcast every single day and that's great. It's a great way to exist. It's perfect for me because it helps me heal and think and process all of the things that I'm thinking about, that I'm getting curious about, that I'm breaking down. Like right now I'm reading a book on the social, social psychology of humans and the way that we belong and exist in environments. And I love books like that love the research and the studies and all the things. And then I like to think about it and really think about how that could, what I'm learning could apply to my life and how I've made a change in my life because of what I read or, or something that I've been really thinking about because of something that I learned today. Like that's what I'm talking about. And so <clears throat> to not say that I'm doing this, to not let people know that I exist in this way, that I have this thing, that I did this thing, that this has changed my life. And, you know, I think that maybe it could change yours. If nothing else, it'll at least get you thinking in the right direction of, of where you want to go. Um, to not share and spread that is like silly because it takes so many times. And I think like, okay, so in my in my social media strategy for my shop, I'm probably sharing about 12 to 16 pieces of content per day, per day. And the reason that people come in at least once a week saying, I just finally had to get here is because of that is the engine that needs to continually be fed and not because social media requires that because humans require that. And the reason for even doing this every single day is like, I couldn't take a week off between going after the things that I wanted and right, continuing to inspire and push myself. When I was taking a week off, I would fall off. I would, I would have messy days. I wouldn't be disciplined. I would be sloppy and I'd get back on and then I'd be like, oh yeah. And then it'd be two or three days and then I'd get sloppy again. And it just wasn't enough touch points when I say that you have to be insanely insanely consistent. I mean it. And then I don't just mean it. I practice it, right? Like 
You can look at my days. You can look at the way that I have moved through the world for a very long time. The reason that I used to wake up at 3.30 a.m. in the morning was because there was no place for this work to fit in my daily schedule with raising a family, with working a full-time corporate job. That was the only place for this work to happen. And when I left, everybody was like, oh, perfect. You can wake up later. You're not working now. That's amazing. And it was like, no, I got work to do. Right? Like that eight hour day that I was working at a corporate job will now become me working for myself. And it's not going to be an eight hour day. It's going to be a 12, 13, 15 hour day at, at minimum. And so I have less time now and I have way more to do. Period. And so, no, like it's not a break now, it's work now. And it just, it takes a lot of consistency and consistency in message and consistency in continuing to push. And I would say more than anything, just consistency in pushing forward in your way of thinking. Thinking different, looking at the world different, knowing that there is something for you to do here and that can start today if you wanted it to. What is one thing that you could do today and then make it simplest form. Don't overcomplicate it. If there's something that you need to buy, then there is a simpler way to do it. You are overthinking it. You can start today. How would you start today? If you really wanted to, you would. If you wanted to, you would. You would do it today. And that was a conversation that I just kept having with myself. You would do it. If you wanted to speak every day, you would find a way to speak every day. Well, how would I do that? I'm not even on stages. How am I going to get a microphone? How am I going to do well? How did I do it in the beginning? I just started calling people every day at the same time. Every day I would call a different person to have this like motivational back and forth conversation about their life and where they're at. And when people stopped answering the phone, I started to figure out how I could do that at work. And so most days I was speaking every day, but I didn't say speak most days. I said speak every day. And so eventually, right, when I wasn't having a microphone, when I wasn't presenting in a, in a consultant group when I wasn't doing that work at my job. I, and when people stopped answering the phone, eventually I bought my own microphone and I started to host my own podcast, but I didn't know how to produce and publish a podcast. So do you think that I waited to record podcasts before I knew how to record a podcast? Absolutely not. Do you know what I did? I just recorded audio on my computer. I forced myself to speak every day. I didn't say that I needed to create a podcast. I wanted to eventually, and that was definitely a part of those initial goals, but I just forced myself to speak. Speak every day. And then I got more comfortable recording myself with the time and the cadence and, and people say, well, that's pretty crazy and that's pretty worthless. And I, what I like to call the, the dark files of figuring out what I was going to say definitely exist somewhere Um, but you don't know what you have to say, what you want to say, how you're going to say it until you actually do it. And I still mess up all the time. Like, come on. I am no perfect podcaster, but I love doing it. I love coming back here. I love the fact that this medium continues to push me in my curiosity, continues to push me in the work that I'm doing and continues to keep me striving and learning and and goal-oriented. And I wouldn't be where I am without this. 
And so I'm so happy that five years ago I said that I was going to create a life-changing empire. And I looked at that goal and I said, what? what are you even talking about? And I said that to my husband and we both got six to our stomachs. And I'm like, I know, I think in some weird way that means we're on the right track. Awkward smile, hopeful smile, <laughs> right? It's a good thing, right? Uh, it scares me. And go. And yesterday when I led my class, and, and that is my great thing, and I'm just going to say, like, go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness, right? This is where we have that inner, that dialogue with ourselves, recognizing that we're amazing. And we start to turn the tides on the regular self-talk that we have, which is like, I'm not that amazing. Other people have done. Like, no, you are. And you are accomplishing amazing things every single day. And sometimes that amazing thing is as simple as getting out of bed. And I want you to celebrate that too. Because that took strength and that took power today. And you need to be recognizing yourself for those things. Period. End of story. And the result of not doing that work. Right? The result of not doing that work is you getting turned down for the next promotion, you getting turned down for the next thing that you want to take on. I don't know if that's the church bake sale or or the um, leading uh, the group of women in your community. Like, I don't know what that is for you, that next job up of the thing that's a stretch goal for you. But I will say, if you haven't practiced talking good about yourself, if you're going to sit at that interview and demean yourself and you're up against someone who doesn't, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get picked. I can't have that for you. No. I want the things that you want. I want you to have that great relationship with your family. I want you to host those Sunday dinners. I want you to go after that big promotion. I want you to start the business. I want you to open the brick and mortar. I want you to be ready for those opportunities when they come up. And that was one thing that I said to myself, like, I will be over practice. Because if I ever get the chance to lead, and that's why I ended up leaving my corporate role was like, I really believed that I was meant to lead people. And they laughed me out of rooms when I said that I had experience because I had led teams of people for, for many, many years on, on athletic teams and, and through coaching. And they just laughed like it was the funniest thing I had ever said. And I did kind of make it a joke because I was like, well, listen, if I can lead a group of female, right? 16 to 18 year old women and their mothers at a private school to success, then I believe I could lead any group in the world. And they were like, ah, that's so, I'm like, I'm not kidding. I'm not joking at all. Like, you're, give me your nurses, give me your narcissistic doctors, like, give me everything that you got. I promise you, I can lead them to success because I led that group to success. Challenge me. I dare you. And they just kind of kept laughing. And I was like, okay. And then I would, 
Oh, adding insult to injury, I would get to write the press release for the person that got the position before I was even told that I didn't. Yeah, ouch, that one stings. And we don't forget that. We don't. And then I just, I I wanted an opportunity. I believed that I could lead people and I just kept getting turned down. And it wasn't like, hey, you're getting turned down because you're not good enough. It was like, you're getting turned down because there just isn't an opportunity for you. You just wait. And I didn't want to wait to lead. I didn't want to wait. I didn't want to wait for for my hair to turn gray, for me to finally be graced with an opportunity to lead a group because I was now old enough. Like, if I could do it, I know I know I can do it. I know I can do it because I've been doing it. And maybe I haven't been doing it here, but maybe that's because nobody's... But I was doing it. I, w- I was. I was doing it there. I was leading groups without the title, without the opportunities. I was leading them. I was making decisions that their leaders would not make. That their leaders would call me and be like, Hannah, what decision do you think I should make here? This is the tough one. That I'd have to come in and resolve the situation. But I wasn't a leader but I didn't have enough leadership experience. And so eventually I was like, you know what? I'm going to lead. I am a leader and I'm going to be prepared because I know that I will get an opportunity. I know that I will get opportunities to lead people, to, to create groups, to, to do things. I know that that's in my future and I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be physically, mentally, and and emotionally ready to handle that. And I'm going to have all the responses and I'm going to know how to do that. And I'm going to be prepared to lead in this generous, thoughtful, organic, beautiful way that's inclusive of others. And that's who I'm going to become. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm not waiting for you, Jeff. Sorry. (laughs) That's just, uh, that's just the name of someone, right? Like, I'm not waiting for you, Jeff, or, or, I don't know, uh, Dan, or Jack, or Ryan, or what else are their names? Um, You know, (laughs) whomever, Mark is probably in there, Uh, Tom. Tom is certainly probably in there. What other names? Gosh, just like, I think I got a lot of them. Uh, I'm not waiting for you. I'm not waiting for you to decide that I'm gray enough now. I'm not. I'm not. And, you know, I think as I got out of that world and I came into a new world my gosh, what is the one? I think it's just a repeat of the other name. I can't even remember. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just not. And when I got out of that corporate world, it was just a whole new group of those same people that were trying to gatekeep. Like, ooh, mm, Hannah, do you, 
really know? Do you really know? Do you know what you're talking about? Are you sure? Are you... Are you sure? You know? Are you sure that you're ready? Like, yes! I am not sure that I'm ready. But, yes, I am sure that this is what I want to do. And so I am sure enough to take the first step to figure it out. Ooh, Hannah, ooh, that's a pretty big step. You could take a safer step. Like, I'm not taking a safer step. I'm not. This is what I want to do. This is the impact that I want to make. And this is what I'm building. And if I don't take a step, then I am the same as the interviewer who says there is no credibility in what you're offering me. This resume almost seems made up please leave. And then let me go ahead and assign you the, <laughs> the bitch work <laughs> for this position. Just to demean you a little bit more. Ha ha ha, little girl. It's funny that you think that you have some sort of valid experience in this world that we would go ahead and enforce, engage with, and and say is credible by offering you a position. Laugh, laugh, laugh. Please leave. Thank you. And those people exist outside of those boardrooms. Because I'm in them a lot. And I just, I fully decided that I'm not, uh-uh. Even you who think that you are gatekeeping, I am not waiting. I'm not waiting for your organization to catch up and to get the work done. I'm not. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to grab... I'm not going to say it's just women. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say I'm going to grab the women. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> Sorry. Men are awesome too. I love them. I love to bring them to meetings. Um, I do. I do. I have men on my board. I have one of the best support system a male figure could offer um, in my husband. Truly just believes and always has brought out my own belief in myself. So I feel very grateful to have that. But it's women, right? Like, I'm going to grab all of the women that I can, that I know have been beaten down by the system, that I know have not been given the opportunities that they deserve. And I'm going to find a way to help them find a way to rise up and do the things that are in their heart. Because I believe that women have hearts that can heal our communities, have hearts that can heal and give back to people who have been abandoned, have hearts and skills that can re-engage and reignite this feeling of belonging and community that we are all longing for. And we don't even know that we're missing it yet because we've been missing it for so long. And every time that I get a group of women together, I invite everybody, but really only the women come. I can't even help it. Um, every time that I get them together and it doesn't matter what we're doing, I am inspired and engaged in their community that they create instantly. Like they don't sit there and, and sit 
on little hills and like, well, you're not good enough for me. And that's what we show when we show women. But every single time that I group a group of women together, they create community, they create camaraderie, and they create something beautiful. And so I will continue to do that work and I will continue to spread that work. And yesterday was the start of what will be an amazing resurgence of women in their communities in small Iowa communities, period. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the Hey, I've enjoyed spending time with you and I cannot thank you enough for making what I do possible. If you want to continue to support the show and therefore continue the development of everything that we're doing here with the death of a dream and the development of local and all of the platforms that allow dreamers to do, you can go ahead and connect with us on socials at local shop space and connect with me on socials at Hannah Nuss. And I would love to see you there. Go ahead and check out all of our websites and everything that we do here. I would love you to do all of that, to like, share, and and comment on everything that we're doing. But bottom line, I, I just want you to do your dreams. And as long as you're going after the things that set your heart on fire, that's all that really matters. Change the world.